Whilst the last 12 months have seen a different working patterns and shifting priorities, the ambition, focus and passion from tech startups has been unprecedented. The recent Connected Britain Expo was testament to just how resilient some of the tech SMEs have been in facing and managing some of these challenges. Welcome to the Tech Podcast, and in this two-part special, brought to you from the Excel Design Centre in London, from a dedicated startup zone sponsored by Huawei in conjunction with Cambridge Wireless. We've been talking to some of the coolest tech startups. In this tech special, we hear from IoT Solutions Group, who are using IT to help local authorities manage everything from social care to waste management, and a company called Connectivity, developing the connected vehicle as a service product. First up is Extended Robotics. I'm speaking with Chang Lu, who's CEO and founder of Extend Robotics. Nice to meet you, Chang. Nice to see you. Could you tell us a little bit more about Extend Robotics and your role? Yeah, I'm Chang. I'm the founder and CEO of Extend Robotics. What we are doing is we are building a human-robot interface software for non-robotic experts to either teleoperate robots or program the robots remotely. So you don't have to be a robotic expert to use the robot anymore. You just need to be able to play a VR game, and then you can control robots very effectively. Could you tell us a little bit more about the robot we see here in front of us today? Yeah, uh, what you can see is a orange uh, mobile rover carrying a, a white uh, robotic arm that can reach about uh, one meter around the rover. The rover itself is one meter size. The robot arm carries a two-finger gripper that's to be able to pick object up and move them around. So the scenario is that we can pick object from floor and, uh, and load it on top of the rover and, and, um, and unload it as well. So you can drive around the rover. So you have the flexibility of mobile base. On top of that, you have this uh, flexibility of remote access and uh, intuitive operation through a virtual reality interface. What inspires you to create this? I started from uh, Imperial College uh, doing a postdoc working on like uh, automation in, in uh, flying robots. Basically what I realized is that a lot of time there's a really complex problem for robots to solve and that's so far it's very difficult for a completely autonomous robots to deal with all those cases and, and really for, for making those works uh, what we need is a more intuitive interface to allow augmentation of uh, human intelligence in, into robots. And that's what we believe, and we believe uh, in the future we want to have a cohesive relationship between human and robots to allow us to extend human capabilities uh, with robotics. And that's our vision, augmenting human with robots. Excellent. And what kind of scenarios do you see Extend Robotics moving into? At the moment, we're looking at uh, several applications. One is the uh, industrial inspection maintenance, for example, oil, gas, uh, offshore, renewable energies, where you have safety concerns for workers to work in there. Or there's a nuclear decommissioning sites that you uh, is full of radiations. You don't want people to get in there. In those cases, it makes sense just to have the robots being there and uh, still have human in control and being still flexible enough and robust enough to deal with any situations in there, but just to get the safety concern out of the way. You mentioned health and safety of people. You've mentioned increased productivity. What kind of benefits do you see this bringing to other industries? For sure, they're removing the safety concerns. 
and improving the efficiency by allowing people to work remotely, reducing travel, and uh, avoiding uh, the exposure to risky environment, hazardous environments. And Extend Robotics is just one of the companies using the Cambridge Wireless Testbed. Could you talk to us a little bit more about your experience on site and what you've learned and what you've gained from being as part of the program? In general, I would say it's a very accessible uh, testbed and uh, you pretty much have anything you want in terms of accessing 5G networks. You basically make appointment and, and go there and we really appreciate the ability that we can flawlessly test our system without overhead. So we basically, uh, at the end of the program, we were able to test our system on a full 5G network and uh, that was turned out to be a success. Brilliant. And I'm sure you've met and been inspired by lots of the other kind of SMEs on site as well. Yes, yes, yes. I think really being part of this acceleration program, uh, one of the key value for us is to be able to connect to other industries. For example, the CamNexus, they provide the LTE sensors on, on a network that can detect a particular event. We could be a potential on-site operation service in addition to uh, event detection service. So there's, there's tremendous potential that we could collaborate together. And I think this is a great opportunity. And you've touched on the huge potential there. What's the future for Xend Robotics in the next 12 months? So we have been just finishing our first prototype and, and we're in a good position of commercialization. And uh, we will be rolling out our service and looking for the next investment. And technology-wise, we're developing a next generation uh, streaming algorithm to allow even more efficient uh, user experience to make sure people using our robots more and more intuitively. Very exciting things to come. Cannot wait for the updates. Thank you very much. How impressive was that? Next up, John Petch, Sales Director for IoT Solutions Group, who is helping local authorities use IT like never before. Nice to meet you, John. Yeah, nice to meet you too. We're, we're delighted to be here in the startup zone at Connected Britain, sponsored by Huawei. Actually, we need to thank you for um, helping set the standard of MBIoT, which has really helped enable our company and the industry. Could you tell us a little bit more about IoT Solutions Group and what you're showcasing here at Connected Britain? Yeah, we're a three-year-old startup and uh, just less than 10 people at the moment, predominantly working with local authorities, helping them solve uh, common challenges across adult social care, housing, parking and waste management. Could you tell us a little bit more about what we're seeing here in front of us today? It's a smart parking device? Yeah, exactly that. So we're really proud of this. We've got a patent pending on this solution. Um, so what we do is we install a device in the parking bay. It can be bolted down or, or quickly stuck down with bitumen. In its basic form, it tells us whether there's a car parked in the space or not. From there, you can look at various use cases, such as resident parking zones, where it's really frustrating as a resident if you can't get a parking space near your home. So we can um, put Bluetooth tags in, in the cars of the residents, and then if a driver drives into a space, we can tell whether that's a legitimate parking event or not. And if it's not, I'm afraid to say, then we've got uh, integrations with the parking attendants so that we can send them straight to the parking space and issue a ticket. But for those residents in the area, it's great because it means there's available spaces. And actually, the other thing that's cool is we can um, direct them through maps to those available spaces. So it's reducing the amount of 
cars on the road, reducing emissions, and uh, that's good for everyone. Oh, wow. And could you tell us a little bit more about the products we can see here today um, and how customers can expect to see these in the homes of the future? Yeah, so fundamentally, um, we're helping collect data to inform decisions um, to drive efficiencies across the business. And what's kept us busiest over the last 18 months has been working with adult social care teams. There's a huge challenge with a budget deficit, an aging population, more complex health needs. So we've got a really simple to use solution that helps with early interventions should an elderly person become unwell in their home. In fact, we're working with Sutton Council and in the first week of operation, we helped save a life of a lady that fell and broke her hip in the home. Oh, wow. Such important technology. And what kind of comments and thoughts are you hearing from your customers at the moment? Technology can be complex. And what we're finding is there needs to be a real focus on understanding the challenges that they're facing across the services that they deliver. I think we're seeing a lot of demand around preventative care in that healthcare space. And also now that people are starting to return to normal following the pandemic, people are driving more. So there's parking challenges and they're looking for solutions to that. And same with waste management as people return to the workplace. John, could you tell us a little bit more about any learnings you have from pilot schemes? Yeah, so I think it is an emerging technology. And because of that, you know, we need to focus on awareness. Most people are first time adopters of this kind of technology and so what we find is that it's really important to stand up some form of pilot to prove the technology, prove the business case. So yeah, we're a real advocate of um, running those pilot schemes. And the other thing, the other great thing to do is speak to other peers that have gone through this already and um, learn from them. So that's something we do actually, set up reference calls with, with existing customers. Absolutely. And um, you mentioned industry challenges there. What are these challenges and how are they kind of uh, creating barriers to adoption for technologies like this? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. So I think if we think about our approach, that's around understanding the user stories for the people that we're working with. So it might be that I'm a carer. I want to know if a resident has become unwell so I can make a visit. So we start with the user stories, that informs the use cases that, that we build, and then we worry about the technology later. I think too often technology is at the forefront of the conversations. So we start with the outcomes they want to deliver, and then we think about what's preventing those from, from happening. And often that's lack of data, it's uh, legacy technology, or the wrong processes that are in place. And what kind of opportunities do you see happening, and what's the outlook for the company in the next 12 months? We've been so busy, it's great. It's a really strong outlook for us. I think the, the biggest opportunity is there's no silver bullet to some of these challenges. And so there's a real need to collaborate with other companies and forward-thinking local authorities to, to get to the right answer. So yeah, we're excited to expand the use cases that we're working with the uh, existing customers and to spread the news about what we do across other local authorities. And it is amazing work that you guys are doing already. If you had one kind of key message to local authorities, what would that be? Uh, look up John Petch on LinkedIn and drop me an email. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Thank you very much, John. A very exciting use of IT there from IoT Solutions Group. Finally, from local authorities, we spoke with Rob Potter, CTO from Beam Connectivity. Nice to meet you, Rob. Hello, good to be here. Rob, could you tell us a little bit more about Beam Connectivity and what you're showcasing here today? Our kind of offering is a connected vehicle as a service. 
products. So we noticed in the automotive industry that they tend to get different suppliers to deliver electronics and software, mobile apps and cloud. Um, once you get a bunch of different suppliers doing this, you lose performance, you lose cybersecurity. So we look at deploying an end-to-end system for car companies uh, so that we get better kind of user experience at the end of it. Awesome. And you mentioned user experience there. I'm guessing as the CTO, you've done a lot of insights and talking to customers and end users. What have you heard from them and what are the key learnings? We've done our research talking to end users and sort of user groups and OEMs, so car companies themselves, and the experience that users get from a mobile app for connected cars is generally pretty poor. So we're seeing timings of between 10 and 30 seconds to run remote commands on your car. So that might be something like unlocking a door or changing a charge level on your electric vehicle. And so we as a business are really putting performance at the sort of front along with security and trying to minimize that time that people have to wait to sub half a second. And what makes Beam Connectivity different to some of the similar solutions on the market at the moment? A lot of the solutions today are built using kind of commodity parts from tier one suppliers. So they might go to a hardware supplier to get a telematics control unit to go in the vehicle. They might go to a different supplier to build the cloud and mobile apps. And what they suffer with there is a kind of lack of end-to-end system thinking. So they're building it using the things they have available rather than thinking about the end user and then building the experience from the ground up. So could you tell us a little bit more about the hardware products you have here in front of us today? So we have... um, two separate pieces of electronics here. One of them is a prototyping unit built with uh, readily available off-the-shelf hardware and that allows us to modify it to a customer's needs very quickly and very easily and then deploy that into the vehicle. The other electronics piece is an automotive graded piece of equipment and so that's um, been certified for radio and electronic requirements in vehicles Um, and so that could be deployed today into a, a fleet of production vehicles. And we're hearing a lot about connected vehicles and um, driverless cars at the moment. What do you think is driving adoption in the market? So I think today, uh, like the experience people want from their vehicles is changing. You know, 20 years ago, it was all about the engine you've got in your car or the gearbox. Whereas actually, as we're moving towards battery electric vehicles, these kind of platforms and the driving experience is being changed from being a kind of driver first experience to being a connected experience within the vehicle. So you're looking to play the music that you want, to be entertained during a journey. Um, And it's these features that are going to start to differentiate the cars of the future, not which engine and which gearbox they have. It's all about the driver. It sounds super exciting. The golden question is, when do you see connected vehicles becoming mainstream in the UK? There is already a requirement which the EU has pushed out, I think it comes in this year, around every car should have a modem in it to make uh, emergency calls in the event of an accident. So in fact, every new car being produced today has a cellular modem in it. But this isn't being leveraged for kind of end-user connected features, um, which is what we're really passionate about. So I think the drive towards battery electric vehicles will start to put connectivity at the fore. People are going to want to you know, dispel range anxiety about how much battery they've got left. And so having that available on the app uh, and being able to control the charge limits and when it charges are really key. I think the other big movement is going to be around vehicle to grid charging. So the ability for your car battery to feed into the electric power grid at times when it's um, under peak load. And so that will start to actually generate revenue for end users because, you know, they'll be able to use local power distribution. You mentioned power there. Power, energy, all things sustainable and green technology seems to be a huge theme here at Connected Britain as well. How do you see this as one of the drivers to Connected Vehicle as a service? 
uh, having connected vehicles allows vehicle manufacturers to really understand how their vehicles are being used. So a great example is that cars are calibrated today the moment they leave the factory in a standard configuration. So that means um, it assumes that car, all cars are driven in the same way um, and therefore gives um, it sort of fixes the parameters for the way the car performs. If you can personalise that to the individual driver, the individual climate that the car is being used in, you can make vehicles much more efficient. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time, Rob. It's lovely speaking with you. Rob Potter, CTO from Beam Connectivity. So, from remote robotics, local authorities, to connected vehicles. These alone highlight how vast the SME landscape is. Thank you for joining us on part one of the Connected Britain special. Don't forget to subscribe to the Tech Podcast. In part two, we're seeing how tech is making an impact on sustainability and house prices in the UK. We're also speaking to the man behind the event to get his reflections as to why this is such an important moment in the tech calendar. We look forward to you joining us next time. Mm-hmm.